Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. WQAD Podcast Network. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Dazzo and the Degenerates. Place your bets. Your Quad Cities Sports Gambling Podcast. This week's best plays, last week's bad beats, and most importantly, a whole bunch of winners. You know, we've been really good this year. We've been really bad this year. Last week, I felt like I was back in like high school or college. C's get degrees, baby. Even 50-50. Um, you, got, you went 2-2, two and two, Pete. Um, Strooper went 2-2. Two and two. I went 3-2, and two, I want to say, because I specifically told people what to do when they lost their first bet. So, um, you know. Obviously, we want to be above 500, but it wasn't the worst week in the world. No, it started out pretty good. Uh, with I think I, last week seems like it was about a month ago, but Bears started out, uh, depending on when you got that game, because what did it, it ended on four. I think it was 24 20, seems, seems what it was. Yeah. Um, when we recorded the pod, I went over to Iowa right after that at like <laughs> one in the morning. And, uh, Which most degenerates do. Minus three at that point. Then by the next day, it was like four, four and a half. Then got up to, I don't even know, it closed at like six, something like that. So hopefully got on that one early. Other than that, NFL, just a, it's such a wild ride. I mean, like I, we were talking earlier, I had Carolina, who else? Philly and Kansas City. I did that bet. I like that early bet. Early on, it. I mean, it's. It's. I look. It's fourteen nothing Carolina, ten nothing Philly. Even second half, Philly was up. I don't even know seventeen points, something like that, and just teams just fall apart. Uh, Chico Rivera got fired right after the game, so I guess tough luck there, huh? Yeah. Well, I look at it, and the, on Thanksgiving, I specifically told people that I did the dumb parlay that we all hated, but we all wanted to do with the uh, Cowboys and the Saints, and I've said, if the Cowboys screw you, which they're going to, you know, jump on the Saints minus six and a half, and that's exactly what I did. Doubled down, won some money, so that was good. College was good to me. The 14 parlay knocked it out, and here's the thing is, it was a big 14 parlay. Baylor, Memphis, Ohio State, and Florida, they all covered the spreads, Yeah, which is crazy to think about. So I had the Moneyline parlay at like plus 110. Ooh. If I had if I had any type of balls whatsoever, but um, got that one in and won another one. I can't remember, but yeah, the NFL has been tough for everybody. Um, Stroop, what was your thoughts on last week and, and and how you did? Well, and you know what's funny is I I was kind of listening to you. Um, I didn't go Saints alone after that loss or that that tease, um, but instead I decided to say, why in the world is Texas Tech? only a a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa in basketball. So what I did was I went back to the casino. I was in Las Vegas. Went back to the casino and laid money on uh, the money line parlay for the Saints and Texas Tech, thinking, man, that's a really good um, number, even money line-wise. And sure enough, the Iowa Hawkeyes come through. Somehow they win, and I guess now Iowa is looking like a basketball team. So yeah, your your I, your Iowa Hawkeyes got the job done, baby. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was a good week. Uh, um, heck, if you're an Iowa basketball fan, but we'll start talking um, college football. 
and um, boy, it's a fun week because you have all this the championship games and a lot of things you got to think about this week is is not just winning football games but impressing committees, trying to get into those playoffs. Um, if Georgia loses, which I think they do, that that last spot, that fourth spot, is up for grabs. Oklahoma, um, you got to think they got to play and play well. Um, Utah, they go and blow out Oregon. They got a good chance to get it. So a lot of teams want to impress. And if you're Ohio State, you want to impress too because you want that number one overall seed and you want to be able to get one of those teams that are just getting into the playoffs. So there's a lot to get to and a lot to talk about this week as well. One thing that's going to be really interesting, guys, I thought about um, when we start tackling the bowl season, when it comes to the podcast and, and how you do that stuff, there's going to be a lot of teams that aren't in that college football playoff that have NFL prospects that aren't those guys. That's the one thing you're going to have to look at is who's actually playing in these games. And you look at Alabama, who might not even be in a in a New Year's Six game, their dudes aren't going to play. Right. And so that's one thing you really got to keep an eye out and kind of look at and see what happens with that. But that's that's a couple it's podcasts road, from now. Yeah. So let's just slow things down and we'll start talking about probably the first game that we'll look at is the Pac-12 championship. It's a Friday night game on ABC or if you're here in the Quad Cities, WQAD, get a pitch in. So, um, First time this year that you've known a game and what what channel it's on and what time. <laughs> Weird, huh? So um, it's Utah and Oregon. I know weather's going to be funky with this game. Right now, Utah is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They've been playing really good football. Oregon's been struggling a little bit of late. Um, Pete, your thoughts on the game, Pac-12 championship. Yeah, like you said, I think the weather, it's supposed to, I heard it was supposed to be like 90-something percent chance of rain um, and, and windy. Is so it out knows? in San Francisco? It's out in San Francisco. Okay. So yeah, kind of a, a place that feels like games go under and low scoring. This over-under opened at 51, dropped down to 46 right now. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd play that side of it. Just with that, It's kind of a, a touchy number there. But I like Utah minus 6.5 in this game. Uh, I think they're really solid. I think Oregon, when they played... Like I know they played Cal and they struggled to score. Um, they played when they played Auburn, they struggled to score. I think I think they're gonna you know facing a good defense like Utah. I think they're not gonna put up very many points in this game. That's why I was thinking under, but I like Utah to cover the touchdown. What what happens if in your mind if Utah wins this game and let's let's just assume Georgia loses. If Utah wins this game, are they in? You think this is a an in game or is a Oklahoma playing for style points at that point. Let's uh, let's go to the Big Twelve guy or the the Pac twelve guy, um, Strooper. What do you think of that? And then what do you think of this game in general? Well, first off, I don't know that Utah is going to win, so that's going to be a big part of this. And and you know, you mentioned something about Oregon, and yeah, we remember we called this a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago when they were playing ASU, and we said this is going to be a tough game for Oregon at ASU. We were right on that. But really, if you look at the other scores, Oregon is a really good football team, and they blew a lot of people out. Um, I will say that there's one thing I wanted that about just this weekend in general, and I don't know if you guys are shocked, and, and maybe I just haven't looked at, at the sample size as a whole in previous years, but every single one of these lines is is enormous. I mean, we're talking, the, I'm looking at my first page here, and, and the lowest line is at six, and that's Appalachian State. Um, I'm just shocked at, at how big, and we'll go through these, obviously. I did want to add that. Um, getting back to it, though, uh, again, I don't know that Utah wins this game. Um, you know, it's probably their year. Uh, I'm, I believe Oregon is, is the play here. Um, now, obviously, if it's at six and a half, buy it to seven. Um, 
And the answer to your question, as far as the BCS goes, if Utah wins, um, gosh, I, 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 yeah, as a Pac-12 fan, I would love to see it happen. On the other side of it, though, I, I, I don't know if they get in. Yeah, I'm. <clears throat> unfortunately, I'm with Pete on this game as well. Um, I really like Utah. I think they're the better football team. Um, and, and like you said, Pete, I think they're playing for a lot more than Oregon, and that's a big thing at this time of year. They have a chance to go in, impress people. They get a victory, and, and honestly, I don't know if we'll talk about Baylor and Oklahoma in a second, but Baylor should have won that game the first time around. They had them right where they wanted it at halftime. So um, I don't know if it's – I don't know who it is, and I think style points matter. So yeah. I think Utah obviously wants to foot, win the football game, but they're not going they, – they need to win it and win it convincingly as well, and – and I think they get that done. It seems weird because the Justin Justin Herbert hasn't played great lately. No, and he played. He doesn't look, excite you. I don't think it's like a draft prospect. That's the thing too. Is like, is he kind of checked out? Is he moved on to to looking ahead to the next level and all that? I just it, it worries me a little bit because a lot of people that I know like Utah. Stroop's actually the first guy that I, I listen to that that doesn't really love Utah. So my my, my play right that is is Utah and minus six and a half and keep it at six and a half. Right. It's at six and a half right now. And if you listen to this on, on Thursday, go over there and, and, and go over there because I'm assuming you're listening in the Quad Cities, but hop the bridge, check things out, and get it done because you know the, that line will change and it could get up to seven, seven and a half, and then you're buying points or, or dealing with getting a push and all that kind of stuff. So um, a good football game on a Friday night when there's nothing else to do. Yeah, so, a must-bet game. Yeah, obviously one of those games so you're going to want to get on. Go so with we, us or go with Stroop. Yeah, it's one or the other. Wow, I like that. Um, Baylor and Oklahoma. Um, we kind of mentioned what happened last time. Baylor was up big. It's 28-3, I think 31-10, and then, then the roof caved in. So, and I'm a big proponent of like teams remembering that and getting a second chance to, to right or wrong or to, to get revenge, and that, that wasn't too long ago. Um, neutral field this time. Instead of being at Baylor, I don't know how much of a difference that makes. Um, I think they're at Jerry's World uh, in Dallas, aren't they? Yeah, so this is a neutral. Yeah, yeah. so, but yeah, in in, the, in game, the state of weird, Texas, weird and they're all right there and everything. Um, the line right now is is Baylor is getting eight and a half points. We'll start with Pete. Your thoughts on the on the uh, Big Twelve championship game? So I was tracking this one early throughout the week. This one took a lot of money early on Baylor. Um, the sp- the spread of the the cash versus the tickets was very favorable to bet so my thought was going to be i was going to have a baylor bet it's significantly changed today um so my gut tells me in this one so numbers don't really show one side or the other my gut tells me and i i'm not a huge oklahoma guy i think they if they get up a touchdown or if they get up two touchdowns early in this game i mean baylor the way what happened last game they had everything going right for them up what 25 points uh Lamb wasn't even, I don't think was playing for Oklahoma, and then you still can't beat them. Uh, to me, it's, it's an Oklahoma play just because I think it's worth, if they get up a little bit, you know, 10 points, I think they may blow the doors off of them. So I would lean that way instead of taking Oklahoma. Stroop, what says you? Or, instead of taking Baylor, sorry. Stroop, what says you? Well, and I'm going to... I'm going to try to overanalyze this really quick, and, and it's probably going to be wrong, and we're going to go back to saying, you know what, Oklahoma's probably the play like Pete said. But, but let, me, let me just add this opinion, okay? I think that Baylor learned more about Oklahoma in that first game 
than Oklahoma learned about Baylor. So when they're watching video, and again, this is me analyzing something and really getting in deep. If you think about it, Baylor knows how to put it on Oklahoma because that's how the game started. What Baylor failed to do, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, because we watched that game. If, if, if what Baylor did was, is they backed off. If, if they, they took their foot off the pedal. I don't know that Oklahoma learned much from that other than just quickly move the ball down the field and score, which they did, and then they went. So I actually, again, I look at this and go, eight points? You're going to give me eight points? And we know this Baylor team can beat Oklahoma? Probably going to take the points. Yeah, <clears throat> I... I... I worry when you start analyzing football because you still think the Bears are going to make the playoffs. So. I actually thought the exact opposite. I thought Oklahoma. I thought that through what I was thinking through this game, I was like, I think Oklahoma learned more from Baylor for for the opposite reason of what you just said. My first thought, my first instinct was Baylor. Um, since that game, especially they played better football. You watched Oklahoma, Oklahoma State last week. I mean, Oklahoma doesn't look didn't look like one of the best four teams in the nation playing no in that game, and they have it in the past. Um, think about it. That, I know it's a rivalry game, but think even back to Texas and Oklahoma. And and so Texas covers backdoor-wise with, with a, a late touchdown. Baylor's a better football team than Texas. Since that loss, Baylor's been blowing teams out. They I know Kansas isn't very good at all, but they went to Kansas and kicked the living crap out of them last week. Um, I think that loss to Oklahoma pisses them off. My gut instinct, my first thought was, oh, yeah, give me, give me Baylor in a redemption game to at least cover. Give me eight and a half points. So that was my first gut reaction. If I always stray from what my first gut reaction is, I always get pissed off because then I end up going back going, if I just would have listened to myself from the beginning, I would have been fine. With that being said, if I'm going to do anything with this game, I'm probably going to parlay it with something or tease it with something. I'm probably going to tease it and go look at some of those other games that go on that day and say, I like Central Michigan in the MAC championship game. Miami of Ohio's quarterback uh, isn't going to play. They're not very good at the backup quarterback. I'm going to take that six and a half down and get that Central Michigan to win, and I'm going to put points back with Baylor. I love Baylor plus fifteen. Yeah, so get over that fourteen number. Get over that fourteen number and rock and roll there. So what I'll probably do, and I don't know if I'm making a play or not, is I will do Central Michigan and I will do um, Baylor and get them up to fifteen points, two touchdowns in that game. I think I feel a lot better with as well. So um, L- the SEC championship game, Georgia and LSU. A few things to think about in this game. Um, and I'll kind of start with it, is the one thing that intrigues me, and I'll, I'll see what you guys think as well, Georgia's without a few guys, especially their stud-wide receiver that is out the first half of next game because of the fight and the ejection from the game before. So they're without a few players early. Their running back's beat up. Their wide receiver doesn't come back until after the second half. I'm not saying he's he changes everything, but I think LSU's a better team anyways. It's a seven-point line right now. First half is minus four. The first half intrigues me in this game. I think LSU is a step above Georgia. I don't think they're on. The, if you look at at the odds of teams next week, or in the and that wouldn't be next week, but in the in the semifinals playing each other, like Ohio State and LSU are by far the the, the best two teams when it comes to what Vegas says. So getting seven points here, I like LSU in the game. I like LSU in the first half. Pete, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think LSU for the game is probably the right play. I just I mean Georgia's a tough team to trust. They the only team they've really put a bunch of points on is Georgia Tech. Other than that, it's been low scoring, close games with uh with almost everybody, A and M, Auburn, um, Florida. So those type of 
low-scoring games, and I don't think they could keep up with LSU. That being said, the one thing that does intrigue me on this game is over 55 um, to taking it to that key number. I think LSU is going to score points. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think if LSU is only going to score 21, I don't know that they're going to win the game. Um, so I could see this game definitely being like a 35-21 type of game because Georgia is going to have to score to to stay in it. But, I think so. But, I, I lean over. That's kind of, that. My play would be over 55 before it was on uh, either side. If you look at the SEC, it used to be defense and tough and. <clears throat> smash mouth football it's not anymore that no. game that auburn alabama game and give stroop credit where credit's due he called the the over on that game it was my it was 50 and both teams almost did it by themselves yeah. so best that's, game of the year in college football yeah, most exciting to watch absolutely anyway. and that's what the sec is right now and they've 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 evolved into becoming that those high-powered offenses and and, and i don't know if georgia can keep up but this game isn't going to be a defensive struggle. This is going to be to see if Georgia can keep up with LSU and the way they throw it and the way they play uh, football right now. So, yeah, the under is yeah, And LSU is not that team that locks people down to, you know, a touchdown or 10 points like like uh, years past. So I think yeah, I th- I'd lean, just like seeing that last game, i lean over 55. Break it down for us, Stroop. What do you got? So I uh, I freaking love that your guys' analysis here, and, and I don't really like the game. Um, it's... It's interesting, and I feel like, Pete, you may have said this, but, um, you know, Georgia could actually win this game. And, and, and I'm just – I'm not going to say that I would take Georgia with the points and all of that, but, but I did something while you guys were talking because I do believe that point spreads aren't going to matter as much this week. That's what surprises me about these lines being huge. I think if you pick some winners, just winning the game outright, you're going to make some money go ahead and take the points when you can. But here's the kicker. If Oregon, and, and I think that Oregon can win, I think we all know that Oregon probably can win. And if Baylor, and I think we know that they could win, I'm not saying they're going to, but you throw Georgia in there and you throw $5 on a money line parlay, it's a waste. This pays $165 uh, if, if all three of those teams win. Now, I know it's not going to happen, guys. But I do want to put this out there, and I, you're going to have to tell me because I'm, I'm not—I I don't remember what, what what a hotel we're staying at next week. But <laughs> if somebody puts five dollars and wins 165 because of me, I just want to make sure you buy me a beer next week when I'm in town. Okay? We got to figure that out before we start plugging it, so that we're not plugging the wrong place. I believe we're at the yeah, aisle exactly. next. I believe we're at the aisle next week, correct, Pete? Yeah, the aisle's where we're going. So uh, we'll talk about that in the podcast. You guys can come out and watch some some sports with us if you want to. I don't know if you want to. But with that being said, we'll talk about it on the podcast next week as well. You know, um, Stu, real quick on that, I think you – and we'll probably talk about the rest of them, but just the games we talked about, you don't have a bad idea of just uh, – even this is a good week for just like money lining by themselves some of these underdogs. If one of them hits, you're getting plus 200. I, w- I was so just – I mean, you're going to at worst break – like if you took – Oregon, Baylor, um, Georgia, just separate. One of them win, I think you you pretty much push or, you know, up or, you know, up very, yeah, very minimal. Two out of three win, now you're looking at you know, 200% profit. Yeah. Um, take that a step further real quick. Of the three games we've talked about already, Baylor, Oregon, Georgia, who's got the best chance of winning outright with those three games? Because don't you think one of them probably wins? I think Georgia. 
Okay, so you, you'll probably think Baylor, so we'll probably go. All, we got all the that's bases the, covered. That's honestly the worst thing in the world because yeah, I would have said Baylor. So, but those—that's the thing—is, but all I mean, if you take the points with all three, or if you just take money line, like you said, you're probably gonna you're gonna break even and, and, and win some money if you did all three. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting week of, of of college football and some of these games with the spreads the way they are. Um, we'll talk ACC championship real quick because Clemson, I mean, hasn't been challenged in a long, long time. I don't know if they get challenged this week. Congrats, I guess, to Virginia. They screwed me last week. I put money on on Virginia Tech because I got bored and I ended up losing that. But um. It's a bad thing when your kid has a uh, all-morning basketball thing at the Betplex because you might as well be sitting in a casino. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was that's there, exactly. Right? And you got TVs right yeah, there. It's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a death trap. Yeah, so that was a, a boredom loser. But um, Virginia gets the job done. They beat Virginia Tech for the first time in a long time. They now get Clemson. Um, the line is 28. Yeah. And it seems like a lot, but it doesn't, does it? They've been beating everybody lately by in the 30s. Uh, so that's that's a tough one. Um, what's weird is Virginia, a team that really was just defensive oriented, couldn't score. Uh, hell, the last you know four, five, six games have been putting up big points and given given big points. This uh, over under uh, at fifty five and a half again looks just so you keep it under that key number of fifty six. That's if I'm going to play that game or this game, I'm not going to lay twenty eight and a half and. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess the side I, you'd think would be, would be Virginia taking that many points, but I would play the over 55 and a half before I did anything. You can see a scenario where Clemson gets up 42 to nothing and still pushing in that game. I mean, I wouldn't say 42 nothing, but 35 nothing because I'd even once say they get sitting to, people, it's, I mean, they're, yeah, they're in, right? They're, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're not getting the one, I don't think, or no. the two. So I think they're pretty much locked the in. The only three. way they get the one, and they'll already know it. I guess they went with Ohio State, but they'd know what happened with LSU. Yeah, earlier in the day. But other than that, they—I mean—I don't think it matters that much. So it's just too much of a crapshoot for a backdoor cover and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, this is a game where you look at it. If Clemson scores the way they've been scoring, if they do most of the work themselves, if they get you to to forty-two, forty-nine points. Yeah, you look at forty-two, fourteen. I mean, that's pretty yeah. much worth the number. That's what they're saying with a twenty-eight and a half point spread and a fifty-five and yeah. a half. That's what they're calling out as yeah. a game. Stroop, what do you got on the ACC championship? Anything? Pete talked me into it. I'll, I'll take Pete over. <laughs> I have a bad feeling. Come two weeks from now, Pete's going to talk us into a lot of things, especially when it comes to college basketball. <laughs> hey, you got Purdue tonight, though, so that, that should make you feel good. Um, one last game I really want to get into is Wisconsin and Ohio State. And I'm going to start with this one by saying Ohio State just put up 56 points against a Michigan defense that, in my opinion, is better than Wisconsin's defense. They did that outdoors in the big house with conditions. It wasn't raining or anything like that, but wind and all that nonsense. They're inside on the fast track at Indianapolis. You're telling me they're not going to put up 40-plus points easily against Wisconsin? Yeah, I would. So I the, the right over-under on. on this game is 56-and-a-half. I'm telling you one of my plays is going to be a tease between these two teams. It's 16-and-a-half is the number. I'll get that down to 9-and-a-half. I'm probably wasting my time doing that because they'll probably cover both. But Ohio State's going to beat them by double figures. And then you look, Wisconsin is who them is. And then I can get the over under. I'd love to get it to 49, but I don't care. 49 and a half. I have no worries, no problem with that whatsoever. Um, I love Ohio State. This kind of takes me back to the over under that we did with Nebraska and Ohio State earlier in the year where Nebraska didn't do their part. But what we've come to find out is Nebraska's not a good football team, especially on the offensive side of the football. 
Wisconsin is. Wisconsin just put up 35 points in the snow. They're going to score you enough points, whether whether it's 14 or 21 or 17, whatever it ends up being. Ohio State's going to do a lot of work. I guarantee you this is going to be a a tease with the under and Ohio State with me, and, and I feel really good about it. Pete? Uh, I just don't think anyone could play with Ohio State. They're best team in the nation, right? They're way above everybody else. Um, 16 and a half doesn't even scare me, to be honest with you. Just so you're over that 17 number, uh, Ohio State for me. They just beat, what was the final score? They beat Michigan 56 to 20. Yeah, it got out of hand. I don't know what they ended up being. I mean, they beat Wisconsin 38 7 earlier this year. Um, 56-27. Yeah, honestly. You, and, I mean, Penn State, they beat them, what, 28-17, and they had two fumbles and just kind of fluke type of situations, or that one had the makings I, of I, I don't even feel bad about I guess you can't buy it when you're doing the part. I, I would take the over, and I would take the minus 16.5. I mean, I, either one of them I feel fine about. Stroop, what do you think of the Big Ten Championship game? This is probably where you'll say, no, not so fast. I like Wisconsin. No, no. I, I think now or by now, the odds makers are, are kind of right, and, and their their points are typically spot on. But I think both of you guys said it. I mean, th- this spread looks low to me, a 16-and-a-half. I, I just think Ohio State's that good. So I'm with you on the 16-and-a-half being low, and then obviously if they're going to cover, we might as well just take the over. Um, but, let's again, let's go a step further. Don't over, you know, buy this, but but – just parlay it. Go ahead and take the minus 16 and a half and the over. And I'm not a big parlay guy. We all know that none of us are because it's not a good move. But again, I think if you're going to, Ohio State's going to cover, it's going to go over. And when it gets out of hand, they'll allow us a touchdown here or there. Uh, anything else in college you guys want to talk about? I know a lot of people like Central Michigan. The background on that game right now is that uh, Miami of Ohio's quarterback. That, that game opened at three, and it's at six and a half now. The reason why is because Miami of Ohio's quarterback's not playing. He's playing Grant Gabbert's younger brother. He's actually a pretty good quarterback. So without him, I think he's worth more than three and a half. I'm surprised it's still at three at six and a half. If if you can get them for under under a touchdown, a lot of money's going on there. I know that's something that worries Pete and and and, and smart gamblers. But, uh, I don't know Michigan. if I'm being smart gambler, but yeah, <laughs> I said it. Pete and smart okay. gamblers. Not that makes it sense. Was two different categories. But with that being said, I mean that's one thing. I don't know if I'll end up doing it or not, but that's something that intrigues me as well. Cincinnati and Memphis play for the second straight week, and that line was straight on last week. It was yeah. an 11 point line. They end up winning by 10, I think. Now it's at nine. Is it? it, it it's it's hard. To, now the, it's same place in Memphis. Boy, playing twice in the span of seven days, that's a crapshoot to me. I kind of want to stay away from that because I don't know who that favors, who that doesn't favor. I'll stay away from that. I won't even put that in the Moneyline Parlay if if, if I had to. Yeah, I'm right with you on that one. It just doesn't doesn't add up uh, to to play that one. I'll I'll have another game uh, in my Final Four, though. From another, college? another college game, yeah. Look at you. Just save it for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, let's get to the NFL and um, – we don't want to talk too much Bears, but they're the Thursday night game. We'll talk about them gambling-wise. I know Stroop's excited. This is a playoff game for them. Stroop, you got your Super Bowl tickets yet? You get in a hotel? <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out there. If there's ever – by the way, I was right on a few things. That Auburn-Alabama game, it, it went, I said that that game always turns into a freaking shootout, and it was crazy, and I was spot on with that. The other thing, if you guys remember, I said I will not take this, but the Bengals are going to win 
this week, and they won. That's true. That's and true. I called Miami earlier in the season when they were 0-whatever, okay? So I'm just throwing that out there. Now, if there's ever a ready or a time for the Dallas Cowboys to rebound, it's going to be tomorrow night. And uh, I say tomorrow night. You guys might be listening to this. It might be after this fact. But, <laughs> but Dallas Cowboys are going to probably destroy the Bears tomorrow. And uh, I, would, I would go ahead and lay the points and, um, and feel pretty good about it. Pete, what do you say about oh, your boy. Chicago Bears? Because I bet you like the Bears right now. I'm not going to bet the Bears. Um, I would, if you said, hey, you got to bet on this game, I would take the Bears with the points. I just Dallas is, I mean, they're at a they're at a crossroads, which is really kind of weird considering they're probably going to end up winning their division with seven or eight wins. But um, yeah, they I mean, things aren't going well there at all. If you would have told us, you know, two weeks ago, everyone you bitch about the Bears season and it, it's been frustrating and rough. But I mean, the Bears have the same record as Dallas, and they're they're going to limp into the playoffs somehow unless Philly could act turn it around but um yeah i don't know i mean i don't trust do i don't really trust mitch unless he's playing the lions and he's gonna get his 303 touches other than that it's probably gonna become a train wreck the game what is the over under in the game because i can't 43 and a half that's that's way too many points that's a that's an under way too many. i would have thought i haven't looked at the over under in the game yet i would have thought i would have guessed like 39 would have been my guess all right here's where this game is (laughs) yeah go ahead go ahead mean to interrupt, but I, I have to say this too, because I, I look at these coaches on the sidelines. It's like the goofball from Minnesota who wears a tie, okay? Between Matt Nagy and, and Jason Carrot on the sidelines, those two clowns look so clueless about the game of football that it makes me angry. And obviously the Bears make me, Nagy makes me angry because I'm a Bears fan. Garrett made me angry and it was icing on the cake last week. And, and just the way, I mean, I know you guys have seen it. They show him on camera after Dallas makes some stupid uh, play, and usually it's because of some sort of play call or, or it could be a timeout at the wrong time or whatever. And the guy just looks at the scoreboard, and he looks so freaking goofy. You just want to punch him in the face and go, how are you making millions of dollars in the NFL, you dummy? So, anyway, as much as Dallas is going to smoke Bears tomorrow, I just want everybody to know those are the two worst coaches in the NFL right now. So, I'm throwing that (laughs) out. Not bitter. No, you're all right? Did you feel better now? Get that off your chest. You turned me up. I I didn't hear what you said. No, I can't turn you up. Just sit there and listen to what's going on with this game. Um, Guys, and and I'm a Lions fan. I'm wearing a stupid-ass sweatshirt right now. Um, (laughs) The Bears haven't beaten anybody in the last two months, uh, the Giants. Honestly, like nine games, that that hasn't been the Lions without Matthew Stafford. Like that's that's not a good sign. I mean, and and the the thing is that people are going to find out is if Mitch has one or two more good games, which he doesn't because they don't play the Lions a third or fourth time, he's going to be your quarterback next year. Like, listen to the score this week, and every talking head on the score was like, "This is." I mean, I'm not trying to. I, I think mean, they're going to get stuck with them, though. I don't I mean, think they're they, I don't think option. they have much. I mean, they have to get somebody to go with them. We've talked about this in the podcast way too much, but there's going to be somebody there to supplement it so that you have a choice when he doesn't play well. Because right now, your choice is Chase Daniel, and that's not an option. He might as well. He should be an assistant coach for the team, not a, a backup quarterback. But with that being said, they haven't beaten anybody besides the shitty Lions. I mean, yep. they're and, and got the Giants. 
They, they, yeah, they Just got they, absolute monster there, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to like, I, like, because when we talk about it, I feel like I can't have an opinion about the Bears because they people think I'm hating on them. I just they're not they're not a good football. They're not a bad foot. It's more than just Mitch. Their offensive line isn't good. They don't run the football very well. Their defense is still good, and that's what will keep them in games. But I agree with Stroop on this one. I won't make it one of my plays. But it's a Thursday night game, and what else am I going to do? I'll probably buy it down to two and a half. Just to make sure, and I mean, honestly, when you look at the game, because Dallas has struggled, they have more talent, they have a better quarterback. Are you who are you going to bet on? And I know that we don't love Dak Prescott, but who are you going to bet on if you had to bet on two two quarterbacks? You'd bet on Dak Prescott. They have the best wide. Re- eh, I like Allen Robinson too, but they have the better running back by far, and their defenses are comparable. Um, I know it's in Chicago. And with that being said, I, r- I really like the 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 Cowboys to win this football game. And then if it comes, to, you're talking about three points. What kicker would you rather have? Although I think their kicker's been shitty too. Yeah, he, didn't he, he missed a, he missed a bunch on Thursday yeah, like and all that. Yeah. So I was yelling at him. <laughs> yeah, so I shouldn't even say that. But yeah, with all that being said, I I, I probably will bet it won't be one of my p- picks, but I'll probably because I have to. It's a Thursday night game, and I'm off work tomorrow night, so I'll be doing nothing but watching my kids. I was trying to find a a, a uh, will the Bears make the playoffs line for you, Stroop, but I can't find it. I, just I just said going. Stroop, I'm, I'm guessing it's got to be like I don't know plus. Two thousand. Forget all more. the forget all the other stuff that has to happen besides with them. When they get done with this game, I mean, we know it. We, then they get Hakeem Hicks back. They got to They got to go to Minnesota. They got to go to Green Bay. They got to go to, and then they get Kansas City. The thing home. is, those are the two games that don't even, sadly enough, worry me. I think if they got to that point, they'd be all right. They're not going to get. It doesn't matter. We're talking about. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You think the, game, the going to your division foes don't worry you? I mean, they could win the games. If they can, if, I mean, Green Bay doesn't. Green Bay doesn't scare me. Minnesota is Bears have just ran through Minnesota lately. So <laughs> okay, just saying. No, they're they're not going to beat Kansas City, so it doesn't matter. Minnesota just went to Seattle and almost beat Seattle. They went to Dallas and house Dallas and then beat Dallas. Like they're a good. Fo- they're really they're a good football. I take my chances if it's the last game of the year and it's those two and the winners going to the playoffs. I don't. I'm not like oh Which we're definitely going to lose Vikings and Bears for a wild card. Yeah. Wow, it you like, hate Kirk Cousins that bad, I just don't, don't think you? Minnesota, they're Minnesota. They don't, I don't know, there's no long-term winning there. They're, they'll, he'll piss down his well, leg. there's no long-term win. winning in the, the same. Bears. Minnesota, they don't scare me that much. All right, we'll get back on track with the NFL. and uh, They'd be but, more nervous in a game where they've choked away a four-game lead than uh, than the Bears who've been kind of playing for whatever. I'd say playing yeah, for Yeah, if it gets to, to that point, point, point where they're playing, struggling that much, they're going to kick the shit out of the Lions this week, which is in the next game we'll kind of talk about. Minnesota's going to lay 13, and it's just t- you cannot bet on the Detroit Lions any way, shape, or form. You just can't. They don't They, they don't have a running game. Their they're, they're running back's out. Matthew Stafford is the, the best player on their team by far. He makes a, this dog crap of a team. Like they're, they're, They have a chance to pick second in the draft if they lose out, and they should. Um... You can't bet on going to Minnesota. He's the only, Matthew Stafford's the only reason they've won nine games four times in the last six years. You so take saying, him away from the team. Lay thirteen with Minnesota. It wouldn't surprise. But you can't do the opposite. Right. The only, yeah, the only thing you him. can do is you can put you can put him in a ten point teaser. Hell, you could probably put him in a in a seven six and a half point teaser. Yeah, and you'd be down. fine. I mean, you really can. But like you, the thing is, if you took all the underdogs last week, if you took all the points. You would have done great last week. If we need Detroit to win, I'll just take Minnesota in a parlay or a, and in a you'll, tease, you'll and then Detroit will end up winning the game. Um, who wins bigger? Because the other big one is Green Bay and Washington, and Green Bay's getting two touchdowns or getting two, giving two touchdowns. So Washington's getting two, 14 points. 
Yeah, that's a lot of points. 13. Um, they're, so they're both I 13, I guess. I mean, yeah, you could, you could probably do something with those two teams and just take them. You almost tease them together and go just under a touchdown. and Or if I see 13, yeah, so you could knock them. Yeah, they're both them, at 13. You could knock them both to six and a half with a six-and-a-half. But and you half can't walk piece. up to the window and with any straight face say, I want Washington or I want Detroit. Can you? Stroop, jump in here because we're just kind of spinning our wheels. I, you know, it's so funny because I love this. Finally, the NFL card this week is kind of intriguing, and the two games you guys picked are the games that just are so uninteresting to me. I mean, boy, though, I would love Detroit to knock off Minnesota and give Bears even more of a chance at the playoffs. What games? Shoot, I got caught with my pen in my mouth. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one to go with. <laughs> <laughs> let's divide uh, wonder there. Um, so let's jump on some of the good games. And you have San Francisco on the road for the second straight week. They go to New Orleans. New, Lo- New Orleans is laying two and a half points. Your thoughts on the Niners and the Saints in New Orleans, Pete? Uh, I mean, the Niners are obviously for real. Um, Could have won that game last week at Baltimore. Um, I like New Orleans, though, with laying under a field goal, um, playing in the Dome. Feels like a big game that they have to win. You know, this is going to be more for seeding in the playoffs, buys, all that type of stuff. So um, I'll take New Orleans in this one. What's annoying before we go to Stroop about this is this is a noon game. Yes. Like this feels like a 325 or, uh, I mean, or, or I know Sunday you can't night. flex them all out, but you look at the Monday night games, the Giants and the Eagles. Oh, boy. I didn't even know this. That's rough. And and uh, the so Sunday night game is not great. College basketball night then for Monday night. Find, the uh, the college the, the NFL the Sunday night game is Seattle versus the Rams. Now of course the Rams are ahead of the Bears in the in the postseason chase too. But that's behind the point. Strip, what do you think of uh of uh the Saints and the Niners? I like the Saints. Um, I had them circled, and I also just to add this in. I think I mentioned this on an earlier podcast. I have a little bit of money on on the Saints winning the Super Bowl. I I, I did it fairly early on. Um, I, I just think that with uh, with what they've got going on, and 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 don't get me wrong, I I will not deny the fact that I said that the Green Bay Packers were a really good football team and they were going to go a long ways. I, I also believe that let's not overreact on the Patriots. But both of those teams are having trouble scoring points, and that's what's interesting to me about the Saints is I think they score points when they need to. So um, that said, doesn't really answer the question, but, uh, but, but um, you know, the Niners I'm still confused about. I'm about as confused with the Niners as I am the Colts still. Well, let's, you mentioned the Patriots, Troop. What are your thoughts? And then we'll go right back to you. Um, Kansas City and New England, and the crazy part is, and I don't know if it was this game or not, but I know one of the times they played last year, it was an absolute shootout. I don't know if it was this game uh, or the playoffs, but, I mean, you look at it, and it was less than a year ago that you're watching these two teams put up video game-type numbers in the 40s and 50s, and now you look at this right now, and Kansas City's playing better defense, and New England can't score right now. It's weird to watch, weird to see. Um, it's at Foxborough. I think we have a, a rule as a podcast that... If the Patriots don't lose twice, and the second game, they're not going to lose the second of those two games in Foxborough, are they? Stroop, your thoughts on, on, on the Chiefs and the Patriots? No, I agree. I, I think this game's a hard one to handicap. Um, but, yeah, you've you got to think that the Patriots, at minimum, win the game, right? Um, but I don't know. I, again, I don't have this game circled because... I'm really confused at, at, at uh, what's going on here. So I'm not a 
gosh, and then you look at the, I, I don't look at the over under. It's forty nine. I mean, to me, that seems low for these two teams. But then you look at what they've been doing, and it's like I don't know. Then again, it could be seventy points. So I'm just I, I don't want to get anybody on any either one of those lines. Pete, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this one it almost feels like a such a a square play to take uh, New England, but numbers wise, to me, it just makes sense. I think Belichick is. 77% um, winning the game after winning the next game after a loss against the spread. I know since like 2010, they're almost 70% cover uh, after a loss. So the trend, the trend is something you you don't get the chance to bet this very often because New England doesn't lose very much, uh, especially at home, especially what lines three. Um, so to me, it's a New England play. New England hasn't been playing well, but it feels around this time, it almost feels like every year New England kind of starts to dip a little bit and people go from up there, they're going to win the Super Bowl, to then they're like, oh, New England's going to lose in the first round or they're going to lose the Baltimore or so-and-so team. And then all of a sudden you get another few weeks later and you're like, oh, why was I thinking that Tom Brady was going to struggle again? And then they roll through everybody. So this will be a New England play for me. At, at, at some point, though, he has to not, he has to decline at some point, right? Yep. I don't know if it, this is it. I'm not I'm saying not it is, it but I'm week. not. Yeah, I don't want to alert, use my my wife's hard-earned money uh, against uh, betting when his decline is going to be. Um, other games in the NFL, we'll probably want to chat on real fast. I don't know if there is any, but it's just one of those things with the NFL. If you think it, it, the NFL people overreact in the NFL, so go and look at the teams that did poorly last week that ticked you off. The Eagles are a good example. The Eagles ticked everybody off. Now suddenly they're at home. Oh, that, that line's nine and a half. I guess it has to be. Yeah, and what's his name? He's not playing. Daniel Jones is a No, playing. who's their backup? I couldn't even tell you. Eli Manning. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. All, all the brain <laughs> you know goes who away. The, you know who the backup is now with Eli starting? Monmouth grad, Alex Tanny. Oh, really? Getting that uh, NFL paper. Huh? He's, man, I tell you what, good dude, first and foremost. But he's he's done pretty well for himself just kind of hanging out. I mean, he's been on active rosters five or six years now. I mean, he's got pension and he's fully... So so good for him. We'll see. He's one uh one Eli Manning sack away from, <laughs> from being thrust into the, from being, uh, the what's mud- his nuts on the the Lions. I the, forgot his name already. David Blow. David, it's yeah. Blau, but Blau. yeah, you get it. Um, other lines. So like with that being said, my 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 speech I guess is basically you look at teams and and Carolina maybe. I mean Carolina really screwed everybody last week. Are they going to go to Atlanta and lose? They're getting three points. A friend of mine really likes Atlanta, so that's an interesting question there. I told myself I would never bet on the Dolphins again after I told everyone to bet on them plus ten and a half against against Cleveland. But look at what they did last week. They beat a, a good Eagles team or an average Eagles team. Let's not get. Good. I would I would take Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think I said it a couple weeks ago. I'd, I'd take him next year as the and starting sell, quarterback. Are, are you sold on the Jets? The Jets are bad. They've started to play a little better. Where's that game at? The only problem is look what they did last week. They lost to the Bengals yeah. and they got housed. Is so that like, game at Miami or is it it's in? It's at the Jets. I'll see. I think the Jets are one of those play a lot better at home teams. So that line is five and a half. So would you take the Dolphins in five and a half points in a game? In a in a game that if you look at that on paper, you say those are two bad football teams. Somebody's going to win by a field either, goal. Either one could win. Yeah. Somebody's going to win by a field goal. But either whoever wins, somebody's gonna take the five and a half points and 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 not worry about the field goal. You can win the game straight up. So, yeah, there's a few different games on here. Stroop, any games in the NFL that you want to chat about? We're kind of zipping yeah, through the NFL a little bit, but, but lay it on us. No, I, I actually, as much as we talked so much crap about the Browns, 
Um, this sets up, this week sets up for them to destroy the Bengals. The Bengals got their win. And they don't have to worry about not, not you know, going, going, uh, not winning a game all season. So uh, I love the Browns. It looks like the line opened at 10.5. It's now down to 8.5 because of overreactions because people don't think the Browns are very good because they're not. Um, I, I love that line. Um, let's look at the Seahawks on Sunday night at the Rams. Seahawks are favored by one. I mean, have we figured out that the Rams aren't that good? And you can tell me that the Rams are in a must-win situation and all of that, but Seattle looks really crisp right now. So those two games really stuck out for me, uh, and, and, and I actually liked the Carolina. I liked Carolina, but, but that, that game's kind of ugly. So Yeah, if, and, 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 and you look at these lines and, and – I think what jumps out at you for the Seahawks and the uh, Rams is the fact that people take into account, Vegas takes into account, Seattle's coming off a Monday night game. And they come off Monday night game, short week, and they have to go on the road. Um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that line as well, but, I mean, the Rams need to win to get in the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a crapshoot in the NFL right now. And, and when you think you got things figured out, kind of think the opposite. Pete, got anything in the NFL you want to talk no, about? No, let's, let's you, jump to yeah, I, NFL. Just, yeah, whatever, whatever I do for like a tease or a parlay, just I can't take it anymore. I will throw this out, and this comes from a buddy of mine. Um, if you, you can, and you can do them at the aisle, um, you can go over and pick and get odds on who will lead the league in rushing that week and passing yards that week, all that kind of stuff. Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in football maybe? Right there in the top three or four. Now it's rushing yards, so you got to be careful That's with it because he, he has a lot of receiving yards. But you can get him like plus nine hundred. Put ten bucks on that. Bounce back game indoors, fast track inside. He's the best, one of the best running backs in football. He leads the league in rushing. I mean, Dalvin Cook's not going to do it. He's they're, they're going to be so far ahead of the Lions. And I get it, you want to run the football. He's got a bad shoulder. He's right. questionable as is. I'd say Ezekiel Elliott might. He scares me this week. Yeah, but or tomorrow, but. Yeah, pro- he's probably not even on. But there you start going through some of those games, and you you look at some of the best running backs in football, and you say, I mean, uh, Derrick Henry has been really good of late, but he's on the road at Oakland, and Oakland's not a great football team. But when you start looking at stuff, and and if you play fantasy football right. and fantasy sports, you know how good this dude is. It's worth taking two guys, two running backs, and if you hit one of them, obviously you're yeah doing well. So just just kind of throwing that out there, especially over the aisle. I don't. I mean, you can probably do it other places too, but I know you can do it at the aisle as well. So. Um, kind of keep that in mind as well. Well, boys, it's time to put pen to paper and, and give people our picks for week, what is it, 14 in the NFL, and then whatever it it's is. It's kind of depressing that it's that college football is really, you know, <laughs> next weekend we don't have, I guess we have like Army, Navy, that type of thing is probably next weekend. But, um, yeah, this is it. It's kind of this time and then bowl season comes and bowl season's feast or fam. And that, you could, that could turn quick on your – uh, that could turn south on you real quick. I'm telling you that we talked earlier. The big thing on that one is to figure out who's playing and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Bam, bam and who would cares be a team about? I will, whoever they play, I'll probably take yeah. that team. And you know who else? I'll, I'll take Iowa State. Like an Iowa State seven and five team is going to be going to a lesser, not a lesser bowl, but not an elite bowl. And I still think they're a pretty good football team, really good football team. So I'm just curious. We don't even know who they're playing right. yet. We're talking about the bowl games, but. Um, with that being said, um, I, gosh, I've been doing the best lately, so I should get to go first. But um, no, you take it. No, you no, no, it. I don't want to do that. We'll go with Stroop because he seems cranky tonight. He, I don't think ah. he feels like he gets enough. enough he, was, he was right about the Bengals. He was right about everything else. So uh, we'll let him go first. Give us your, your four-pack of plays, Strooper. I'm not cranky about it. I just I just want everybody to know that I've been I've been right on some of those things. Uh, you know what we'll have to do, and, and this will be when 
some but one of us has enough time is we need to go back from the very beginning and just start listening and all the games we talk about not just the the six packs or the four packs we need to figure out what our actual record was because I know there were some bad weeks that we had and we weren't even that bad if you listen to the whole podcast so I'm gonna hop in, hey, Strooper, I'm gonna hop in real fast because when did we start doing the four pack of plays do you know Pete I don't know it's probably been like five weeks seven weeks I don't, I don't know I would like to go since we've started going because we wasted too much time at the beginning of the year um, kind of trying to find six games we agree on. And as you can see right now, there's going to be plays that I'm going to say today that Strube doesn't agree on or Pete doesn't agree on. So I'm curious on how we did with those and get our combined records. Hell, at one point I was one in seven in a two-week span. So um, that's that's it'll be Strube. I'll give you some homework. You can do that <laughs> when you're flying into when you're flying into uh, to Waterloo next week or when you're driving down here. Listen to the podcast and have a pen and paper. And figure it out. But go ahead, give me your four pack of plays for this week. All right. So uh, right off the bat, we're going to go with Oregon, and they are at six and a half, uh, getting six and a half points. We're going to buy that hook if you can, uh, plus seven. Okay. Then we're going to do the the Colts. We talked briefly about them. Um, this kind of lines up. They're playing the Bucks. Um, we did, again, we didn't talk too much about them, but Colts are plus three. So uh, like that game. And uh, the Seahawks mentioned them just a minute ago. Minus one. I'm um, going to stick with what I feel like. And, and Matt, you probably are right. A lot of the time, if, if it feels that way, then you better be careful. Um, my biggest play is definitely Oregon. And, and finally, and I already said this, the Browns minus eight and a half. That's a huge play for me. It's ugly. I know it. You have to plug your nose and, and do it. But the last thing, and I'm going to reiterate it, do me a favor, and if you have a little extra money, Throw a five spot. I just did it myself, so I'm not going to tell you to do something I wouldn't do. On Oregon, Baylor, and Georgia. And if all three of them hit for $5, it's going to pay $162. And, and by the way, when you hit it, then tweet us next Saturday, uh, and, and we'll let you know where we're at so you can buy me uh, some beers. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they're going <clears> to <throat> do. Hey, Stroop, go, uh, you have uh, Oregon plus seven, Seahawks minus one, Browns, Plus eight and a half. What was your other play? Sorry, Browns minus eight and a half. And it was Colts plus three. Did Col- you get that one? No, I didn't. But that's the one I was looking for. Colts. We didn't talk about the game one bit. <laughs> Colts plus three. I don't even know who they're playing. Who are they playing? Bucks. All right. All right. That makes Okay. All right, Pete. Lay it on us. What do you got? All right. I'm going to kind of talk through all the other ones earlier so you kind of know what I like there. But uh, from a best standpoint, uh, take that Georgia LSU over 55. Other college game, um, U, UL Lafayette uh, buying up to seven. <laughs> there I think it's, it is. it's six and a half. I'd take them at seven. Um, really just more of a system. Low low amount of tickets, higher amount of cash play kind of meets my criteria. Is it a Saturday game? Obviously, Saturday yes. morning ish. Couldn't whatever. tell you the time, December 7th. I'm going to probably you play. Find it, it for yourself. <laughs> um, NFL-wise, not touching teasers, not touching parlays. Sticking with the the basic bitch picks of uh, New Orleans minus two and a half and New England minus three. I'm kind of surprised you have two NFL picks because, <laughs> and Stroop can vouch for me, you were done with the NFL come about. Only on Thursdays. Oh, great on Thursdays. I remember it's just I fantastic asked, on Thursdays. I asked your guys' opinion. And pretty good on Mondays. I asked your guys' fantasy football opinion for my son, my 10-year-old, trying to make the playoffs. Stroop gives me an answer, and all Pete responds with, the NFL is stupid, I'm done with them, blah, and just kind of rants. So um, you weren't in a good spot, I don't think, there. Um, all right, my plays, and I like these. Um, I'm going to go with Utah. Sorry, Strooper. 
I'm going Utah. Don't touch it. In fact, get on it at six and a half while you can. Um, another idea to do with that, the play is, and my play is Utah six and a half. You could money line parlay Utah and LSU if you'd like to as well. That's something that I, I went back and forth with as, with as well. But we'll go with Utah minus six and a half. Um, I love Ohio State, and I love going, getting them, buying them down to nine and a half, and then buying the up over and under to 49 and a half. I know it's weird because we, we've preached get to the numbers you need to get to, get to the sevens, because 49 and a half doesn't do you that much because 49 gets you. But I think they might do it on their own and score that on their own. So that's the uh, the parlay. I'm going to do another college game as well because I hate the NFL right now. And I'm going to do LSU minus four in the first half. So you can go grab that in the first half and get that minus four. Um, much more fun to watch a game, by the way. Just me and Stroop took Iowa minus three against Nebraska in the first half last week. Much more fun to watch a Did game. Did you really? First half. Oh, that was my that, was, that bet I ended up doing. Where where were you? What? We sent it out. You had to scroll through the thousand text messages. That's the problem. Is I look at my phone and there's 38 me- text messages in that. It was hour. an easy winner. That, that bet was done with pretty much Did, middle now first quarter. smart. If you guys are smart, you would have taken Nebraska the half. Didn't even watch the second half until the very <laughs> end of the game. Didn't even care. Um, and so my NFL play. And I've gone back and forth with several different things. Oh, man. Lions money line? It's probably what, plus 650? No, it's just been a weird week for Carolina. It can't end well. That's that's my thought. I'm going to go with the Falcons minus three. I know, Stroop, I think you said you kind of like Carolina. I, I mean... Carolina, I, the, the Cam Newton to the Bears uh, pipe dream, probably. I don't know if it's even a pipe dream at this point or if, it, he's, if he's washed. I mean, Carolina can't go with the, their in desperate needs for a quarterback next year now, too. Here's what, so I can sell it a little bit so I don't sound like a desperate idiot trying to come up with an NFL pick. Um, Atlanta is at home. They're, they're not a bad football team. They've been playing well of late. I mean, if they can keep Matt Ryan standing up, they'll be fine. Julio Jones looks like he's going to play, and they, they should get their tight end back. Austin Hooper, who's been really good earlier in the year. He was fantastic. He comes back as well. And you look at the turmoil they've had. Obviously, you worry about the um, riding the ship and, and getting things right and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'll go with – and I, I will buy the hook, though. So um, get the, the minus 2.5. God, that means i gotta make, I got to play this, too. That's fine. I'm good with it. So those are my four. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. It'll be first quarter, four minutes left, and it'll be Carolina 14 nothing. Yeah, and I'm going to be like, what in the hell? Because, yeah. But anyways, and then what I'm also going to do, which makes no sense considering I just made that one of my plays, is I'm going to buy Christian McCaffrey most likely for the uh, um, for the rushing yards this week and put 10 bucks on it and see if I can make 85 bucks. And other than that, that's that's the place for this week. So um, we are going to do a podcast, a, a fun podcast next week, right? Gosh, I think dang. we're probably going to do Friday. So we'll probably go over yeah some NFL, I guess maybe Army-Navy. Um, and then some college, 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 college basketball Saturday because we'll be at the aisle um, on Saturday, probably in the sports book for the vast majority of the day. With, and evening. With, Beers flowing, some food flowing, and uh, and then probably, yeah, probably of, I mean eleven o'clock a.m. college basketball till probably the last game at I'm guessing there's going to be nine nine thirty nine o'clock games, and then so. probably we're probably after party in Stroop Suite. Oh yeah, he buys the biggest plate, biggest room in the building, and he gets after it and and all that good stuff. So. Um, getting the band back together, so hopefully we behave ourselves enough. So yeah, and we might actually try to track down. Gosh, I guess it would be here at the station. We might track down the the people who run the Olive Capri next week. I can easily do that and see if I can get them to come in next Friday. So um, with that being said, hopefully you guys have a good lu- good luck gambling um, this week. 
Um, college basketball picks, we haven't been doing a good job with them, but we're going to get them up on Twitter because Pete's been figuring things out and doing pretty well. Purdue tonight was one of his plays, and I think they won by 30, or they're up by 30 or something like that. So um, make sure you're following us on Twitter is the, the point I'm trying to get to. At QC Sports Bet is the, the place to follow us on Twitter. Um, and uh, things are growing with the uh, numbers and the downloads are continuing to, to go up and up. So make sure you tell a friend, make sure you retweet us, make sure you subscribe as well because next week will be funky. We don't know what time. And college basketball season is going to be funky too. We've been pretty consistent with a Wednesday night podcast, getting it out there and you know it was coming. Subscribe now because we don't know when we'll be doing podcasts and, and, and exactly when they're going to hit out. So um, you won't miss them if you subscribe. So um, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week on Dazzo and the Degenerates.